Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Jehocraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 103.9 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening where we are set to continue our exploration into the Catholic faith under the umbrella of Catholic musings. But before I jump into our principal subject matter for this evening, I did just want to continue to thank all of you who are listening to Seeds of Truth, not only those who have turned up the volume in your cars, but also those who are taking time out of their busy schedule to tune in by way of podcast, just not in the area of Northern California, and for that matter, Southern California, but in other states and in other countries. It really is humbling to see so many people listening across the globe. So, all right, in our 13th installment of our series on Catholic musings on this Friday, December the 13th, 2019, I am going to reflect on a topic that has been a point of many conversations this week, I think, in Catholic circles, and that is Our Lady of Guadalupe. As many of us are aware, yesterday, December 12th, was the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And per the norm for this week on an annual basis, there are always a lot of questions during this time about what happened almost 500 years ago and and what was her core message. I wanted to turn our attention and offer some words on the epic event that was Mary's appearance to the humble St. Juan Diego. You know, throughout the centuries, Mary has reportedly appeared in various places around the world. While some of these reports have been false, no doubt, and can be chalked up to one's overzealous behavior, might I say, others have been approved by the church for their authentic fruit, a message that, of course, is congruent with the gospel message. Among the many approved apparition sites, the one I might suggest that stands by itself in history for its transformation and impact upon a culture is that of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mary's appearance in then Tenochtitlan, today Mexico City, on Tepeyac Hill, is probably the finest example of what we call enculturation we have in the history of the church. What do I mean by enculturation? Well, we have to define this word if we want to get at the purpose of Mary's appearance in Mexico City. Uh, Enculturation is the introduction of the practices of the faith into our surroundings. It is about the integration of Christian values in society and subsequent transformation of culture into the image of Christ. Indeed, my friends, as Catholics and Christians, we are obliged to be engaged in the development of society, creating a civilization of love. We have some beautiful words from JP2, St. John Paul II, while reflecting upon the Americas, the church in, in the Americas, and this reflection has the context of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and this term enculturation, this is what St. John Paul II says. 
the appearance of Mary to the native Juan Diego on the hill of Tepeyac in 1531 had a decisive effect on evangelization. Its influence greatly overflows the boundaries of Mexico spreading to the whole continent. America, which has historically been and still is a melting pot of peoples, has recognized in the face of the Virgin of Tepeyac in Blessed Mary of Guadalupe an impressive example of a perfectly enculturated evangelization. That being said, my friends, what we are made to understand is that Mary appearing to Juan Diego and the subsequent transformation of Mexico is a testament, a testament to Mary's heart for evangelization, and for this reason we can rightfully call her the mother of enculturation. Okay? All right. Now, to the story itself. It was on December 9th, 1531, when Juan Diego was on his way to attend morning Mass, that he heard birds break into his song. Immediately, Juan Diego, the recent Christian convert, rushed to see where the noise was coming from. And upon arriving at the top of Tepeyac Hill, he beheld a woman who was clothed with the sun and adorned in a mantle of stars. The woman announced herself as simply Mother of the Most High. She requested that the local bishop build a temple in her honor. The humble Juan Diego took the request to Bishop Juan Zumaraga, and after listening to Juan Diego's appeal on behalf of the Virgin, the bishop had a request of his own. He requested that the heavenly woman perform a sign for confirmation. So on December 12th, just three days later, Juan Diego returned to Tepeyac Hill. It was then that the Virgin of Light asked Juan Diego to take his tilma, gather up the roses that were in bloom, and take them to the bishop. The miracle of the roses in bloom in the dead of winter, certainly, at least for Juan Diego at the time, would have been a sign of something extraordinary, right? Upon Juan Diego's return to the bishop, he opened up his poncho-like garment, and the roses fell to the ground. But, my friends, it was not the roses that grabbed the attention of Bishop Zumaraga and his associates. It was the tilma itself. You see, my friends, the bishop and his associates were brought to their knees with a picture that was embedded into the tilma, an image of a woman clothed in light. As the story goes, it was then that Bishop Zumaraga vowed to adhere to the request of the Virgin to build a new temple in her honor. And that, in fact, is what he did. And so here, my friends, we ought to hit the pause button, huh? And I think reflect further into the significance of this image, this image of the Virgin. Indeed, we can say that the mantle itself is like a canvas where we are made to read the richness behind Mary's grasp of enculturation. Uh, consider the following. The cincture around her waist that you see when you look upon this beautiful image was an Aztec sign of pregnancy. Indeed, Mary was bringing with her the birth of new life in her son. The sun, moon, and stars 
that this image is adorned with were all deities of the ancient Aztecs. Mary was announcing herself as the queen of the hosts of heaven and more powerful than any pagan deity. Tepeyakil was the location of the ancient feminine goddess. Mary had arrived on that same hill as the revelation of true feminine genius, the humble mother of God. Also in the image, Mary is crushing the serpent. This is significant, my friends, because the serpent was a prominent divinity for the Aztecs. What's more, recent science has claimed that the stars on her mantle are of the constellation Virgo. Embrace yourself for this fact. Most astonishingly, they appear positioned as the constellation would have appeared on the date of December 12, 1531. Phenomenal. Indeed, Mary appears as the true virgin of the stars. Lastly, the eyes, the eyes of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe has been called the greatest enigma of science by the reputable grad of Cornell Peruvian engineer Jose Tonsman. Now, Tonsman has studied this mystery for up to 40 years. In these 40 years, he has examined all of the great mysteries of this tilma, calling the eyes the most mind-boggling. Although their dimensions are microscopic, the iris and the pupils present the highly detailed images of 13 people. The same people are present in the left eye and the right, with different ratios just as images are transmitted by human eyes, which for Tonsman again was astonishing. Now Tonsman studied the images of Our Lady's eyes using his experience from, interestingly enough, analyzing microscopic and satellite photographs a skill which he had honed while working for IBM. So Tonsman began to develop his study on the eyes in 1979. And what he did was he widened the iris in the eyes of the Virgin to a scale of some 2,000 times the actual size. And through mathematical and optical procedures, he was able to make out the characters printed in the eyes of the Virgin. And according to Tonsman's findings, in the image of Guadalupe, we have something, as he put it, that is impossible to explain by science. The eyes capture what Our Lady of Guadalupe would have seen as the tilma unfolded. So as Juan Diego unfurled his poncho-like garment, what Our Lady of Guadalupe was seeing with regards to Bishop Zumarag and his associates is exactly what you see in the eyes. And if you're a scientist and you don't believe what I am saying right now, do your homework. It's all there. And it is astounding. What does this all lead to? What's the point? Well, my friends, it has been reported that within a time frame of 10 years, over 9 million people had converted to Catholicism. More specifically, over 9 million Aztecs had converted to this new Christian faith. Mary went into the heart of a culture with the purpose of bringing the Indian people to a deeper understanding of the divine by transforming their understanding of the divine. She took the images and signs that represented their cult and gave them a new cult. 
And let me define cult here. Not occult, some practice of divinization or magic, but cult. Cult in the Latin simply means worship. Occult means magic, right? So a new cult, a new worship. Our Lady of Guadalupe made man new, and in turn the culture of Tenochtitlan was transformed in truth. Maybe one of the more poignant truths regarding the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe is the fact that it is the only artwork that comes from the finger of God. There have been many pieces inspired through the centuries, but nothing like this, literally from the creative genius of the mind and heart of God. Researchers tell us that the tilma was woven from cactus fiber. It is fitting that God would pick something so simple as a tilma made from cactus fiber to reveal his own masterpiece, the Virgin of Guadalupe, the mother of enculturation. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And God bless you.